0: Good morning. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. During the month of May, Balanced Life, Mind, and Well-Being is joining the national movement to raise awareness about mental health. Critical mental health information will be provided. Awareness, insight, a wealth of knowledge will be shared from seasoned professionals from varied levels of specializations. Sharing hope, Knowledge and care in our community is what our end result is hoped to be. Mental illness symptoms can affect emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. And sometimes symptoms of a mental health disorder can appear as physical problems such as stomach pain, back pain, headaches, or other unexplained aches and pains. But when to see a doctor, if you have any signs or symptoms of a mental illness, is to see a primary care provider or a mental health professional. Most mental illnesses don't improve on their own. And if untreated, a mental illness may get worse over time and cause serious problems. Throughout the month of May, we hope as we share valuable information, and the wealth of knowledge, that it will definitely be a help to many.
1: To um, just answer a few questions, and hopefully on another space, we can actually connect. I have heard quite a bit about you.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And thank you for taking this on. You know, I know it's mental, you know, um, health awareness month and it's necessary for us to just on as many channels as we possibly can and you know, just really discuss the need for us to just, um, just make this a part of our everyday dialogue.
1: Yeah, we definitely should. And as as it relates to so many areas of just the stress, the vaccine, the um, verdict um, and injustice and all of the dynamics that are going on in the nation right now is so very needed as as always. So um, I definitely won't hold you long. I wanted to um, just express to you maybe some thoughts that you might have for um questions and i had um just a few um ideas of questioning um that i can send you and feel free because i would love to know your area of specialization so if you want to touch base on that as well um that would be good However, really you would like to flow. Um,
2: okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So
2: you can, you know, go ahead. You can kind of just. I, I see the questions here, um, and you say, "What is a conflicting mental health issue concern uh, plaguing persons in our society today?" Just you know, it's when you say conflicting, meaning
1: a major concern such as again the, the vaccine and the stress. Wow. Oh, some
2: um, of ones that are influencing people's mental health now. So definitely what you said, the pandemic. You know, people are experiencing pandemic fatigue, um, no doubt. There are individuals who, prior to the pandemic, um, that never had any mental health issues or concerns that sought out mental health services for the first time ever in their life. And those who did struggle with mental health issues prior to the pandemic, of course, uh, they have been exacerbated in their symptomatology because this is something that we've never experienced before. It's unprecedented. It has created Uh, financial, you know, concerns, emotional concerns, physical concerns, uh, tons of grief, complex uh, trauma, because this is not an acute trauma, but this was not something that came and, and rushed through our society one month, it was gone the next, this is something now we're now in month 13, 14, entering month 15, you know, um, with the awareness of the, the pandemic and the reality that for a lot of us, our lives shifted drastically. Even if it was uh, anything from, and it's not even minor shifts, you know, people having to shift on a dime the way they worked or did they even have work um, Um, or dealing with the illness or caring for family members or the concern of family members out there, you know, in our world, um, concerned about them contracting the virus and the long lasting effects. I mean, there's a multitude of issues that we have with this pandemic, as I always say, and have been saying consistently throughout this pandemic is that it's very hard to start healing from a trauma when we are still in the trauma, when we are still in the crisis. So we, even though people coming to therapys therapies, kudos to them and it's helping them to really cope and navigate during this time, we have not even begun to start the healing process. And that's going to bring on a multitude of other symptoms because right now we're kind of all, we, you, you imagine last year when, when the, the first awareness of the seriousness of this virus first came and we were being told, wear masks, don't wear masks, we were, you know, because they didn't know. And so it was so much conflicting information. And we are collectively, people are just, you've heard the term pandemic fatigue, people are exhausted, not just um, so much physically, but emotionally exhausted which is why you see a lot of individuals now who um, are even throwing caution to the wind and doing things to say, you know, we got to end it somehow. And I understand, not to say I agree with a lot of these individuals who we saw over the last years that we're not complying with what we knew could keep us safe. I understood the psychology behind that because there's just this sense of, of not, having even the personal freedoms that we once had, For some of us were able to navigate that a lot easier than others because they've never had their personal freedoms challenged, And that's why you can see the huge racial disparities with um, these two different camps at times. Uh, so, and then the social justice you talked about, you mentioned that too, issues that we've been seeing, not just here in our country, but for the first time in my lifetime, I know we can see that it's had a global effect of the, the social injustice, you know, that's been going on against Blacks in this country. You, you, so you have people in the midst of this crisis also reopening a lot of wounds of uh, uh, that racial injustice and discrimination and prejudice has created for us historically. That breeds a whole other mental health issue. So I, with my patients over the last year, it's been very heavily the content of sessions riddled with the pandemic fatigue, the the anxiety and depression that comes along with the pandemic, in addition to the shared collective experience that many of my Black, my African American clients experience with the um, the the. the social unrest that we've seen with the racial incidents that have occurred in our society. So we are in, for mental health professionals now, we are in a very unique time that we've never experienced before, Um, but there's much opportunity in there. There's much opportunity that lies in in the crises that we're experiencing at this moment.
1: Thank you for that. And um, in your, your area of specialization and practice, what, what do you see are maybe five, uh, tips or, um, well, actually five, um, I should say three tips outside of the medical care and psychotherapy as being maybe a number one prevention to assist in that area of concern or issue as, um, you've given um a myriad of of symptoms as relates to how persons are um actually encountering the adverse effects from this dynamic of the yeah. pandemic but oh, what weird. are some tips you think
2: um number one uh, you know I tell people always you you just you protect your space and what that means is be very protective about what you allow to come in your space that is through your senses okay so what are you seeing what are you watching on television right um shield yourself from too much news coverage we want to be informed but understand that by nature The whole premise of news programs is to present the most uh, sensational, most most emotionally invoking stories. So you can have to understand that what you are actually taking in visually, what you're taking in auditorily, um, by what you watch on television, be it news, be it um, violent programming, even with our kids, you know, the video games, you know, protect your space. You want to be able to because everything now, you know, that we, we take in is going to impact us on an emotional level. So what are the, you, you want to be careful about whom you even answer the phones from. If it's a relatives or a friend that you know is going to take you there each and every time, a place that doesn't feel good when you hang up that phone, you have a right to create these boundaries around yourself. Uh, the second thing is to if, uh, other, and you said outside of I'm reading the question, psychotherapy. So we know therapy is important, but what people can do if they can't get into therapy. Find some type of self care regimen for yourself. So find something you enjoy doing that you can um, engage in that can serve as a relaxation component as a, pl- a way to center yourself. I offer sound healing therapy. These um, here, sound healing sessions where people come and they just sit for 45 minutes, and they are able to experience uh, the physiological and emotional benefits of sound therapy. Um, and for many individuals, they'll say how that has provided them with a sense of just relief, comfort, lessened anxiety um, that they have not experienced in quite some time. Whatever self-care thing works for you. One of the things that I did this um, during this pandemic, and it's just in the last uh, couple of months, I decided to i years ago when i was in middle school I, I played the flute and i hadn't touched the flute in years and decided to start taking flute lessons again virtually and that's almost like an escape for me now that's like i, I can in the midst of a busy day i'll get i'll get up between sessions i'll grab my flute and i'll work on my lessons for the week and i just feel immediately this sense of calm that comes i reconnected with something that i found much pleasure in many years ago that i never considered reconnecting with but it's for me it provided the sense of nostalgia it provided a sense of just stress you know relief and uh, a self-care um, tool that I'm able to see myself even improving over the years so you know don't be afraid to look at things that you may not even considered or you'll say oh it's I, I can't do that now or that was then I enjoyed it then I hear so many people that are falling back in love with hobbies that they may have had even as a child that be it from drawing be it from you know cooking or whatever it is get in nature that's un- the, 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 that's so important you know nature is where we connect anything that can bring a sense of calmness and appreciation um, to your senses when we're in nature we love what we see we love what we hear we love what we smell we love you know all of those things the more we are able to do that the more we're able to get back into and center ourselves because a lot of the anxiety and depression that we experience is is um, because of this, this this, constant dialogue that we have going on inside of our thought process of the what ifs, the, the anxiety provoking what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, you know. Um, and being in nature allows us to be present. So anything you can do, for me playing my flute allows me to be present. Anything you can do that keeps you in that present moment, do it because believe it or not, even when we talk about substance abuse issues, most people, Who have substance abuse issues will tell you they're they what they find when they engage in those substances is it shuts off all those thoughts about the past and the present and they're able to kind of just be in the moment at that time but the problem with that is now you're developing this habit that's going to be detrimental to you so if you can Find things that are not detrimental or self-harming to yourself that allows you to be present in the now, you will find yourself being able to just be in a better place of calm um and in an optimal state of emotional and
1: physical well-being.
2: Wow,
1: thank you. You're really amount of information there. Now, Dr. Moulton, being that you are um, very much well-versed in, in the field or have been in the field for quite some, some time, I can only imagine the busyness of your time right now. Um, would you want to share uh, information about how persons can find you or are you even expecting an opportunity right now
2: well, you know, people can always look at, we can be found on all the social media channels. We have a website, BloomTransformationCenter.com um, or DrRoseMoulton.com. Um, we are on Instagram, Bloom Transformation Center, Facebook. We, so right now, you know, it just, it varies. You know, where, As far as the clientele, I've, I've had more people and more couples on my clientele roster than I have ever had in my 22 years of practice. But even if we're not able to accommodate you, but we have other therapists that can work with you as well. If I'm not able to work with you, we have great therapists here, but we also have these wonderful classes that we offer that it can be the first step even before therapy, or even if for folks who are not ready to engage in therapy, they can still find benefits from our South healing classes, our trauma release um, classes that we are offering um, by appointments. Um, our brain, neuro optimal brain balancing. That's a great service um, that is tremendous in helping people to just really return their brain functioning to the optimal state, which results in better physical and emotional health. So those are things that anyone can take advantage of now and I encourage people to do it. So yeah, Bloom Transformation Center, just follow us. You can find us, we're right here in the heart of Detroit. Right at the start of the river walk, um, just west of Bell Isle. <laughs>